0: So like I shared before, what we were seeing was um, in doing all of these freedom sessions, all these deliverances, whatever you want to call them, is that it always seemed to come out that the enemy was hanging on to certain rights. It was always like the same, out of the same, you know, bunch. And so I started to take note of them um, and, and write them down. And then when we got to these seven, it seemed like almost every time that we were walking somebody through, by the time we got to the end, asked that thing if it had any right, its answer was no. And we could just get it out. So it wasn't all this rest, like having that thing lead us around with all different answers and where, where it came in and how, whatever, none of that. Um, it was like the battle turned and we were leading the charge now rather than those things fighting pretty hard because we didn't know what we were doing either. You know, we, we knew that they had to leave. We knew that, that we didn't want them. Um, but there were some where those things were just like, no, I don't have to leave. And, you know, you're, you're kind of going, all right, well, what is this? <laughs> right? So going through these, it, it hits pretty much every right that these things can have. But I'll say, you're going to embark on your own journey with the Lord in freedom. And you're going to come into situations that I've never been in. And you're going to have to hear the Lord and he's going to teach you. And you have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So that's awesome. So I'm not going to be able to answer everything that you may or may not encounter. I can't even answer half the stuff that I've encountered. But I'm going after it. All right. So use this. I've gotten more responses from people saying, I just pulled out my paper, Lydia. You wouldn't believe it. This person, you know, was saying they were struggling with suicidal thoughts. I just pulled out my paper, and I walked them through it. They started manifesting. We told that thing to leave it. It left. Truth is truth. It's truth. It's truth. It's truth. But that's why we have people do these conferences now so they have a foundation for what's happening and not just thinking it's this big emotional experience, like another emotional experience thing that the church does, (laughs) right? Like it's actually something that's happening and and a freedom that you maintain. So you guys ready for this? So remember from the very beginning, know these truths. Process without relationship is dead. So these seven things without relationship, dead. Dead, 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 dead. And zeal without relationship is pressure. So you coming in like hoping that everybody's going to manifest a demon and be all like, oh, this is, can create pressure. You sit down with a person and you say, so what's going on? And you let them share. <laughs> what's going on? Why are you here? What are you open for? And you tell them how those things are not them. You ask them if they're a believer. What's your first encounter with Jesus? What was that like? Tell me about it. You talk with the person. What are you experiencing? Every time I go to talk, something chokes up my throat. Oh, okay. Nothing's outside the grid of what has happened to a person. I've had the craziest of things that people tell me have happened to them, and I just go, okay, I believe you. I believe you. I had a young girl a week ago. uh, Her her cousin brought her because she was like, I've been telling my friends for months now, I think there's something in me. And they keep saying, there's nothing in you. There's nothing in you. I'm like, oh, sweetheart, I bet there is. Right? We can so easily dismiss things that people are experiencing. We don't want to do that. There's a real uh, unseen realm out there that's hurting people. You know, you tell me that something's coming and leaving scratches on your arm in the middle of the night, I will believe you. But I'll also tell you that those things have to leave because of Jesus. The good news, right? So we're meeting the person, relationship, 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 relationship. As the person's talking, I'm typically sitting there, just um, taking note of everything they talk about. That's not them, right? Yeah, I've really struggled with anxiety my whole life. Anxiety. (laughs) You know, it's just I just feel like I can't read when I read the word; it gets so confusing. Confusion. (laughs) I'm just identifying what's not God. As they're telling me their story. I just write it down. So, Okay, these are what sound like the main things there. We're going to go after one, maybe two today. And hopefully you'll be equipped to continue to go after the rest. If you continue to need more help, you can let me know. Just find somebody to do it with you. You don't need me. I'm going to teach you how to do this. That's the goal. Y- you have the authority over your own self. You have more authority over you than I do right? I mean, you're a child of God, right? I'm a child of God, right? We both have authority from God, right? Can I usurp his authority? No. I cannot tell things that he's made agreement with to leave him. But I can teach him how to tell them to leave. That's what we're doing. Teaching people how to tell the stuff to leave. (laughs) I'm not doing it for you. You're not doing it for someone else. You're teaching them how to walk in who they truly are and come into freedom. Does that make sense? That's why this is not a deliverance ministry. (laughs) It's not that at all. It is Christianity 101. (laughs) All right? So we are not performing a deliverance on someone. We are equipping them to know who they are, what they've been given, who God is, and to not settle for less. Just freedom for you. To do this effectively, you must be in the word. Engage the person in the process as you begin this let them know what's happening each step their words matter So at each Junction or juncture take a moment to explain what you're doing and why to the person so they can be fully engaged with you in the Holy Spirit because you are not doing this to them or for them Make sure they understand that they are walking this out. And then when you're walking it out, especially tomorrow when we do this, I'm not doing it to you. I'm walking you through it. But if you start to struggle and something's there, you better believe I'm going to whip out my sword and come alongside you and, and punish that thing. I'll help you, but I can't do it without you. You're leading the charge over your own land. I'll come alongside you. Get the, you guys get that. It's important. The only times that I've really seen this not be effective is when the person themselves is not doing it. I learned that pretty quick. <laughs> okay. So, first thing, welcome the Holy Spirit to lead. You do not start until you recognize his presence there. So we just sit. We exalt God. We maybe put on a worship song. We sing. We pray. We exalt Him. We declare freedom. God, You're going before us. You are, You in the battle. Exalt Him. Exalt Him. You're the name above every other name, Jesus. Thank You for freedom. On and on and on. And and then in my mind, I tip, or sometimes out loud, I'll say, Holy Spirit, are we ready? And if I don't hear anything, I just keep worshiping him then. I keep declaring things over the person, over that situation. Holy Spirit, come fill this room. Have all of this space, not just in us, but around us. Right? Bring the kingdom here. Bring it around us, God. Holy Spirit, are we ready? And when I hear, uh, yes, Lyd, you're good to go, that's when we go. And I say this, all right? I'm going to have you guys as if you're in one with me right now. Um, we're just going to say the words so you can see how simple it really is, all right? Um, and so that tomorrow when we go through this, it'll have a, a level of familiarity to, to it for you, okay? Um, so, okay, guys, we're, Holy Spirit has now said it's, we're good to go. So we're going to go after anger. I'm just going to speak anger, all right? So that's the one we're going to say today. But tomorrow, ask the Lord between tonight and tomorrow if you don't already know, God, what's been stealing from me? See what he tells you? Come ready to go after that. All right? Everybody will go after their own thing. But tonight, just for speaking through stuff, we're just going to speak anger. Okay? Sound good? Um, So first agreement is identity agreements. These things have made us believe that they're us. They're not us. So we're going to break off that agreement. All right? Um, so you guys ready? I want you to repeat after me, but you're going to speak it over yourselves, all right? So say it like you mean it. This is what I say in a freedom session with somebody. You got to speak it for yourself. Ready? In the name of Jesus, I renounce anger. Anger, you are not me. You are not my thoughts. You are not my emotions. And you cannot have my body. I belong to Jesus. I am a child of God. I'm not your slave. I'm over you and not under you. Know your place. I break off all agreement with you in Jesus' name. And God, I repent for any agreement that I've had with anger. And I receive your forgiveness. I claim your blood over my life. Okay. Right there. One agreement's broken. You see how we did that though? One side is breaking off the agreement. The other is coming into agreement. The lie and the truth. That's what all of this is about. It's so scriptural it's not even funny. Okay. Okay. Right? The next area of agreement is these generational things. they say, well, because of your dad, your mom, your grandfather, da, 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 generational stuff. And they do travel generationally. But you've been born into a new family. <laughs> okay. All right, we ready? In the name of Jesus, name of Jesus I, break right of I break off every generational right of anger. I break it off my father's side and my mother's side. And I might go and my step sides, if you know they have step parents, or my adopted parents' sides and my biological parents, right? We're just, this is relationship. What's your story? Where are you coming from? All right? I break it off all the way back to Adam and Eve. I break it off all, all the way back to Adam and Eve. Yeah. I break it off of my life. I break it off, of my, life. I break it off my relationships. I break it off my marriage. I break it off all my offspring until Jesus returns. My family's not bowing down to you anymore. I've been born into a new family. I am born of the Spirit of God. I'm engrafted into a family of faith. So I call forth every generational blessing from Jesus' line. I call it forth unto my life. I call it forth unto my relationships. I call it forth unto my marriage. And I call it forth unto all my offspring until Jesus returns. Get your grimy hands off my family. My family family and I will stand in Jesus' covenant of love. And And that goes to a a thousand generations. Yeah, it's a generational one right there. Next one is the tearing down of strongholds, okay? The tearing down of strongholds that are in your lifetime. So what a stronghold is, and I explain this to people, In it, it's like a solid wall that gets built up in war. That's what a stronghold literally is. And so these things build up this wall, and then they hide behind it. And then truth comes, and it hits that wall, and it just like bounces off. We have to tear down the stronghold so we can take hold of the thing That has been trying to exalt itself over the knowledge of God and then we punish it Paul lists lists out the order of that we tear down the stronghold we take captive the thing and then we punish every act of disobedience so that's what we do here okay ready okay so again not everything is it has every agreement right but we go through all seven regardless so I say to the person, I'm going to have you ask, the the, the strongholds that get built up, they're made up of the moments that these things have attached to in your life and the lies that they've told you. That's what these walls are made up of, okay? The moments they came in and the lies that they told you. So we're going to ask Holy Spirit what those are, all right? And when we get a moment we're going to nail that moment to the cross because it's dead. We've died with him. We're going to just let that thing know we're not believing that anymore. All right? You don't get that moment. And then when we ask the lie, then we ask the truth and we replace the lie with the truth, okay? So we say, I want you to ask, Holy Spirit, can you show me when anger came into my life? And then the you take a minute and you, you just sit quietly. Holy Spirit tends to be pretty quick. Either memories come flooding in or thoughts or whatever, or they don't. And either way is okay because not everything has every agreement, right? If something comes to mind, then we take that. I say, I want you to say, Jesus, I give you the time and tell him what happened, the memory. Jesus, I give you the time, right? And then you, the time when I was seven years old and yada, yada, yada happened. And I ask you to nail it to the cross. Anger will not define me anymore. Okay? That's what we do. It's not a counseling session. Everything's dying. Everything should be dead already. We're telling that thing. It ha- it's not hanging on to that moment anymore. All right? If no memory comes, which happens, I'm not seeing anything here, anything. That's okay. Then I want you to say this. In the name of Jesus, I break off every negative effect of anger in my lifetime. From conception until now, nail it all on the cross. Anger will not define me anymore. I have died with you, Jesus. And my life is hidden in you now. You You are my life. life. Awesome. Okay. I want you to ask, Holy Spirit, what is the lie that anger has had me believe? And the person asks, and you say, I want you to speak them out loud when they come to mind because what we're doing is shining a spotlight on it. So you identify that's a lie, (laughs) okay? Because what can happen is people are so used to counseling that they start hearing the lies and they start, like, engaging with them. I'm worthless. I'm never going to be good at anything. And I'm like, snap out of it. It's a lie. It's a lie. Stop crying. (laughs) Come on now. Let's remember what we're doing here. <laughs> okay? We're not engaging with the massaging the lies. Okay? They're lies. All right? We're exposing them. So that you can look and go, "Oh, that's a lie." <laughs> right? So, Holy Spirit, what are the lies this thing has told me, right? And then once they've been spoken out, Holy Spirit, what's the truth? Holy Spirit, you speak it out. I'm loved with an everlasting love. I'm a child of God. These things don't define me. Whatever. Whatever God speaks to that person, speak it out. Right? So that's what this section is. So now we've done that. I want you to say this with me. Anger, I tear down your stronghold. And I'm not believing your lies anymore. Holy Spirit, thank you for the truth. I receive the truth. Come and fill that place inside of me where anger has been. And you be my stronghold. So good, right? All right. Next area of agreement is forgiveness or unforgiveness, all right? So... Holy Spirit, I want you to ask Holy Spirit, is there anyone I need to forgive? <laughs> there you go, you guys got it all right, and then you just listen and at this point, really anything can come to mind. It can be people I've had people have to forgive their pets i've I've seen people who have had to forgive like their their kindergarten teacher or uh Uh, they've had to forgive the internet or movies or books. My philosophy is you can't over-forgive, right? So if the Lord's telling you to forgive something, and there's maybe a bigger meaning to this than we know about, forgive. I forgive books, God. (laughs) Just make the declaration. I had him bring a name to my mind that I go, I don't think I've ever met anybody with that name but you remember my life better than I do, so I forgive that name. Because it's not, in part, it is about releasing forgiveness, but in part, it's about declaring that you've forgiven, right? Because these things are trying to go, oh, but what about your parents? Or what about your your aunt? aunt? What about this? And you're thinking, oh, I've already forgiven them. No, declare it again. I forgive them, 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 I don't care who gets brought up right now, I forgive them, I forgive them, I forgive them, I forgive them, right? Release it. And that's what you tell the person, okay? Some people, it's like two names, some people, it's like an hour, and you're like, oh my gosh. Have you never forgiven anyone before? (laughs) just kidding you don't say stuff like that (laughs) just kidding but you end up seeing which ones are the agreements you know which ones tend to be where the area of agreements really are for that particular thing because a lot comes out at it and so it could be any any one of those Um, so anyways uh, if they don't have anyone come to mind which happens no no problem then this is what we say I forgive anyone and everyone that has ever hurt me or come against me. I have been freely forgiven, so I freely forgive. Boom. Agreement with Jesus right there. Okay? Next area of agreement are the verbal agreements. Our words have the power of life and death in them, right, for blessing and cursing. We know this. But there is something that it does. Identities get put on people when when people speak. Um, These things gain rights because we're told you're an angry person. You need to deal with your anger. You know, you need to get on medication for your anger. Whatever it is, words speak it over us and attach to us. Uh, my sister, one of my other sisters, she, we were going through these seven agreements for something that she was dealing with, and it was not budging. And, um, and this was when I learned about, the, about this agreement. Uh, all of a sudden, the Lord brought to my mind about a personality had been put on her by, by somebody, had said, you're like this. This is how you are. And even though she didn't agree with it, it found agreement in her because it affected her. Like there was something there that it latched onto. And so this thing held on to this personality that was placed on her through somebody's words. And so I was like, oh, Kendall, I just got this thought that maybe, da da da, maybe this, an identity that this person. So she says, in the name of Jesus, I break off every identity that was put on me. And she said, literally, it felt like a body came out of her body. Yeah, I was really glad we switched places driving. <laughs> because we started this, and I was like, wait, you know what, pull over, I'm going to drive. Because <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen with you. <laughs> so anyways, but yeah, she felt a body come out of her body. And it was this false personality that had been put on her. Okay? So our words have such power, and we know so little about it. But it also has powerful life. So we break off any word curses. Ready? In the name of Jesus... I break off every word curse that's been spoken over me. Whether I said it or anyone else did. Saying that this anger is a part of me. Or that I have a reason for this anger. Jesus, that's not what you say about me. And only your words get to define who I am. I place myself under your words, Jesus. Your blood speaks a better word over me. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, I break off every false personality these things have tried to put on me. I nail that identity to the cross. I don't need it, and I don't want it. it, don't want it. Jesus, will Jesus, will you show me how you see me? And you let that person have a moment with the Lord where the Lord shows them who they are. This is where that big, tough man sees himself as a little boy dancing with butterflies in a field, right? And you go, oh, my goodness, I've had an identity that's been put on me that was never mine to carry. You let them have that moment. Okay, you ready? Jesus, thank you for making me so awesome. I received the identity that you gave me, it's the only one I want to walk in. All right, next one is the internal vows that we've made. And an internal vow is when we say things like, I will never let anyone hurt me again. I will never be like my mother. I will never allow for this or that or what, da da, da, da. Like these statements, these oaths, these vows that end up being bondage on our life. We are not Lord of our life. Jesus is. He gets to say what our life looks like. Not us, correct? So we're going to break those off. In the name of Jesus, I break off any internal vow that I've made. And I declare that you are my God. You get to say who I am. You get to say what I do and what I don't do. You get to say where I go and where I don't go. And you are big enough to protect me. So I surrender myself completely to you. Jesus, you are my God and my King. <laughs> All right. Final area of agreement. This one I learned with Wesley. this is where we break off all assignments of the enemy on a person's life Wes can I share a little bit okay so um last time I was up here oh 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 geez reunifying never mind let's do this one never mind this was not the Wesley one I'll share the Wesley one after um, unifying relational bonds anybody ever heard of a soul tie right we know what soul ties are right well so we were doing this breaking off soul ties and I said, holy spirit can you show me anyone that I have a soul tie that needs to be broken and um, people were started getting answers like uh, with my children or like like with my parents and I'm like I think I need to learn what a soul tie really is and because I have a feeling maybe I'm misunderstanding the category, (laughs) right? Because we have an idea of soul ties being like an intimacy bond that's been established with people. But God was taking it a step further in these freedom sessions because it's not just intimacy bonds that we create with people. Jesus prayed that we would be one with each other, as he and the Father are one, right? So we were made to be bonded with each other through love. That's part of our design. We get get these bonds of friendship. We have family bonds, and we have intimacy bonds. All right? And the world wants to establish what those look like. And so we wonder, how come every time I'm with this person, we end up gossiping? I go into it going, I don't want to do it. But yet every time I'm with him, it's like we fall into it. How come every time I I can't get around having a conversation with this person without arguing? Well, because a bond was formed. A A relational bond was formed by the world. We have to be willing to sever all of those and allow God to build bonds through his love. All right? Because these things hang on to that. They hang on to these relationships, these things, all right? And so we see it in friendship, we see it in family, and we see it in intimacy. But there have also been times that we've had to, like the Lord brought to mind, that somebody had to break off their relational bond with church leadership because it was always negative for them. Well, that's a new one. Okay, let's do it. You can't over-establish a love bond. <laughs> like, you can't, again, like you can't over-agree with Jesus, right? So just break that and just come into it. God, I want you to establish this, right? I mean... So whatever he shows you, you go with. Don't, don't be like, well, that's not one of the three categories, right? Like, just do it, <laughs> right? Um, so we go, and I just ask the person, ask the Holy Spirit, is there anyone I need to break a relational bond with? Or are there any friends I need to break a relational bond with? And then if they get a list of friends' names, we go through it. Are there any family members that I need to break a relational bond with? We get a list of names, we go through it. Are there any people I've been intimate or had intimacy bonds with that I need to break? get a list of names, we go through it. If they don't have anybody, then we say it all generically, which is what we're just going to do right now just to cover the terminology of it, okay? Um, so we ask, Holy Spirit, is there anyone? In the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. I break off my unifying bond with so-and-so. I send back to them what came from them. And I take back what's mine. And I forgive them. And I forgive myself. And God, I ask that you would establish all my relationships through your love. The way you want it to be and i'll let you know even in this like my husband and i we had to sever a relational bond between the two of us that was built definitely on a pattern of the world because we would find ourselves in these interactions that were not godly and couldn't uh, lots of other areas were great but there was like these certain ones that were like why we severed them and reestablished them boom New relationship there. It's amazing. So it's not like this, like, oh, I can't. That's, oh, that's a, like how does this mean I'll never talk to them? No. This means you're you're breaking off the negative thing that's been holding you in bad pattern and you're allowing God to build it new the way He wants it to be. Does that make sense? Okay. So that's what we're doing. Now this is the one that I learned through Wesley. <laughs> uh, we were up here for that that first time uh, when God had told me I was able to, coming out of the basement now and I could actually bring what he had been showing me out into the public because he had told me when I first started learning, you keep this in your basement. <laughs> I didn't know why. I know now it was because nobody would have received what I, what I was saying and I would have had no ground to speak on it because I didn't know anything yet. So then after all those months of coming through, whatever, I came out and I had understanding. And there was a ton of fruit that had happened because of it. And so people were starting to say, what's happening? And I could speak on it. And this Carmel, Maine was the first place that God said, you're going to Maine first. And I was like, that's cool. Um, Yeah, I was pretty pumped about that. I was like, there must be something special about Carmel. I mean, that's awesome. He didn't even say my own town. (laughs) But anyway, so... Uh, we came up here, and Wes was like, "All right, you know, she had been seeing and hearing stories and whatever." And she was like, "All right, will you walk me through, through a freedom process or whatever before we start?" I'm like, "Okay." So we came. We were sitting right up here. Just put two chairs up here. Wes, do you want to share it?
1: Well, it was just. I mean it would be funny for me to hear her say say it too but just so you hear it from me um i was just you know sh- sh- i was thinking oh i don't really think i have much like i don't know what's there and the way she phrased it like we've learned this whole weekend well if it's not like god it's not like you and so i'm thinking through and it took me a minute to think through and i th- and i thought of some things some anger stuff anger went for me and um as soon as we started praying for that first thing, which was anger and it, it was relation to me and my husband in certain situations that we were in, I started manifesting. I mean, she said sometimes it doesn't happen to people. For me, <laughs> it definitely did. And I was almost throwing up. She's grabbing our little like um, offering basket, trying to line it with napkins because it has holes <laughs> all through it. Because I'm gagging and s- I'm spitting out, like feeling like I'm gonna throw up, which was very weird. I felt pain all through my neck. I'm over like feeling like I'm being tossed around by whatever demonic thing <laughs> was happening. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? This is crazy. This is crazy. So we're going and she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Cause I had extreme pain and it was just not leaving. Neck <laughs> out to
0: here.
1: It was very painful. like.
0: Pretty quickly, because they're holding on to something. So we were, but we were—I was there yelling at that thing,
1: and she's like, "I'm <laughs> crying." Like yeah, it was very painful. <laughs> but I had well, so I had a memory. I can't remember if it was me having a memory first or you. Oh no, maybe you said it first, right? Yeah. She all of a sudden got a word of knowledge that there had been a voodoo curse put on me while I lived in Haiti for a time. And there was a lot of spiritual stuff that was happening there, a lot of demonic stuff. And as soon as she said that and broke it, I immediately set up fine, my neck was completely fine, and I had a memory come back to my mind of when I was in Haiti, we would spend two hours in worship and prayer before we would go out to do anything, and one of those worship and prayer times, I was sitting there and had this vision of two demonic entities from that island come into the room, they had name tags on it that said pain and suffering, and they said, we're here to get you. And at that moment, because I was in a moment of prayer and worship, I was like, whatever, like, you can't get me, ha, 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 like whatever, I can't believe, we must be doing something on the island. But I didn't realize that probably somehow (laughs) I had made some sort of agreement or didn't do what I needed to to make sure they didn't come in at all. Shortly after I got a sickness called chikungunya that put me in bed for 9 months and I was told I would never walk again. So there was <laughs> and yeah, that didn't connect to me. I don't know. I was <laughs> the Lord healed me anyway, but it was a pretty wild thing that um yeah, there was a must have been a voodoo curse that had been placed on me. There was a voodoo high priest in the town that the village that I was living in that knew we were there um and so, but I just hadn't thought that way. So
0: yeah, so this is where we break off every assignment that's been put on your life. Um, all and, and this can be stuff that's happened generationally. We've all had family lines that go back to Adam and Eve, right? Unfortunately, in those lines, people n- have participated in witchcraft, in sorcery. I mean, you go further back, even into the Middle Ages and, and further back, you know, that Mysticism and stuff like that and people spoke things over their family lines Right, I mean so it, it it's Stuff that came Generationally and it's also current day stuff. We mentioned stuff that uh, <coughs> You could have participated in if you did like a Ouija board or you did any sort of like went to see a medium or, or anything like that If God brings those moments to your mind, we deal with them specifically. Just nail them to the cross. When I say specific, it's not like this big thing that we do. We nail it to the cross. (laughs) It's like this is it. It really does it. (laughs) That breaks the right. But um, we go through and because even now there's also uh, temples of witchcraft that are releasing curses over churches, over families, over regions. Uh, If you've been in another country, um, there. There's principalities on other nations that will land on people. Uh, that's what ha- obviously happened with Wesley. That happened to one of my brothers uh, through Brazil. Um, it happened to me. I had the thing, uh, something from Brazil. I haven't been there in a number of years. It was, it was kind of intense. So we go through and we break off any assignments like that. And, uh, and then this is the final one. You ready, guys? In the name, of, oh, and we found out that we can make assignments too. The temple of witchcraft can make assignments, we can make assignments. So, (laughs) not only do we now break off assignments, we release an assignment every time we do this. All right? In the name of Jesus, I break off every assignment of the enemy on my life. I break off all witchcraft, all occultism, Satanism false religions, new age, spiritualism, any prayers, chanting, curses, or sacrifices, things I've participated in, and things I know nothing about, things that have been done against me, or my family, or any of the churches I've been a part of. Any of the places that I've lived, any of the regions that I've been in, any of the countries that I've been in, anything that has landed on my life, I break it off in Jesus' name. I declare every assignment of the enemy broken. I declare, no weapon formed against me will prosper. I declare no weapon formed against me will prosper. I stand in Jesus' victory. victory. And he's already won the battle. He's won the battle. All right. And I send back to the enemy's camp. I send back to the enemy's camp. A new assignment. A new assignment. I send it to the witchcraft community in Salem. This is real right now, okay? <laughs> I, send the love of Jesus. I send the love of Jesus. I send a spirit of truth to wake them up at night. I send, the them, night. I send, them, dreams I send them dreams and visions of a Savior. I place the word freedom upon them. Freedom upon them. And I declare that they will all be saved in Jesus' name. Look at that. We can make assignments. Typically with whatever the person is wrestling with, we make an assignment direct in opposition to it, right? Like if if they're struggling with fear, well, then we make an assignment for those who are struggling with fear in the church so that fear will lose its grip in the church. Like we just go right back at it. Like, oh, you think? You think? Come again. We're going to go after you now. Like it's not happening we're not you're you're going to lose 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 we're not on the defensive anymore we're on the offensive now we know what we're doing ah it's exciting isn't it so we go through and i say okay now we're through the seven agreements you guys did it awesome awesome now i'm going to put some oil on you i'm going to put some oil on you right <laughs> We're gonna ask the Holy Spirit to come and baptize us in his fire, all right? John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water, but there's someone who comes after me whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Do you know what fire is throughout all of scripture? It's the presence of God it's the burning bush the presence of god in the burning bush it's the fire of god inside the temple is a fire that led them uh through the wilderness it's the fire of god that then came and landed inside the believers at pentecost it is the fire of god it is a baptism that's to come we talk about the holy spirit baptism but there's a refining fire it talks about it in hebrews where where it consumes and gets rid of the enemies of god No unclean thing can stand in the fire of God because it's just that holy, right? That's what we want. We want every unclean thing gone. And so we release the presence of God because we carry it. We release the presence of fire, fire, fire. I go up and down people, fire, 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 all over, all the way through, all the way through, all the way through. Fire, 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 right? So we, so that person has to ask, Holy Spirit, will you come baptize me in your refining fire and burn away everything that's not of you? That's an awesome prayer. And guess what? God says, yes. <laughs> yes, I will. All right? And so then the fire of God begins to come. And we call up that thing, we call up anger. Anger, you wicked thing. You have no place in me anymore. You don't have my mind. You don't have my emotions. And you don't have my body. I belong to Jesus, He's my King. And you have to bow to him. So in Jesus' name, by his authority and by the power of the Holy Spirit inside of me, I command you, anger, to get up and get off of me. Get off of my mind. Get off of my emotions. Get off of my body, go to hell and do not come back to me again. And then you pick up your sword, and you begin to slay, slay, slay. God made him who knew no sin to become sin on my behalf, that I would be the righteousness of God. Though my sins were like scarlet, he has made me whiter than snow. It is by grace that I've been saved through faith. It's a gift of God, not by works, so that nobody can boast. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He's the name above every other name. Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And you go, and you go, and you go, and you go, and you go. And those things leave at the name of Jesus. That's how the battle happens. And you'll be surprised, The things, the words that start coming out to you. Scripture, boom, 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 boom. And when you're walking somebody through it, their tendency can be to just kind of shut down and let you keep speaking, absolutely not. I'm following you into battle, not the other way around. You better be telling this thing to go. I'm here with you, don't waste my time. Tell it to leave you and I'm gonna back you up and we go together. All the way 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 fire 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 scripture 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 fire 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 and you go I'll tell you this about 25% of the time the person doesn't feel or hear or experience anything in it about 50% of the time they're hearing things, they're feeling things, and it's just kind of like, oh, I feel a tightness in my throat, or I get a pain in my back now, or I just, you know, my head is pounding, my head is pounding, right? Like they're feeling kind of those things. And then about 25% of the time, they full-blown manifest, and that thing comes up to the surface. And it's like, leave me the F alone, <laughs> right? It was just, it doesn't matter. Those are just their strategy back. They all got to go. They're just trying to do what they think will be most effective to gain agreement at the very end so they don't have to leave. So if they think that staying silent will make you think that they're not really there, and this was all fake, they'll stay silent. If they think, well, this is our last ditch effort. We need to scare them. And then maybe we'll get a door back in through fear. And they'll full-blown manifest you know I mean this all different it's just, I don't know why they do what they do or how it happens. it doesn't matter what matters is the cross covers it all but I'm telling you this because it 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 takes a little bit getting used to to have a situation where it appears that nothing is happening And then the next situation it's like, the person's writhing on the floor. Okay, like it takes a little bit of getting used to to go, these are both the same. And my response to them is both the same. There's not one more valid than another. What will happen is is that freedom comes. And what will happen is, is it will be seen the next day, the next day, the next day, the next day. That's how you know. You don't know from the moment. You know from, well, sometimes you do if they're throwing up and the thing has left and they go, ah, oh, I felt it leave. Then you know. But, but y- you know, it's, it's the evidence that comes afterwards. The freedom. The fruit. It's just there. It's amazing. It's, it's mind-blowing. It's amazing. So you guys see what this was all about. You see how it is, right? Okay, that's, that's the idea. Coming out of agreement with the liar and into agreement with Jesus. Because it's in agreement with him that we get every promise. And in that promise, we begin to participate in the divine nature. And then things start getting real. Things start getting real. You start seeing screws disappear from people's ankles. You know? you start seeing people's uh, you know spines get straightened out their vertigo gone you see you see healings covid leave at the name you see this stuff because now you're actually participating in his nature because you're in his promises you're possessing the keys of the enemy's gates you know you know what's going on you know who you are you're not believing a lie anymore you're not influenced by these things anymore um.